Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Broski Cast. This is your pro wrestling podcast for the wrestling fans by actual wrestling fans. My name is Caleb Salzman and I am joined by the Bret Hart to my own heart, my brother from another mother, Mr. Jason Salzman. Jay, how are we doing today? Good, bro. Thanks for having me on and thanks for doing this and I'm so excited. Um, lots to talk about, lots of great things going on, not only this weekend, uh, for myself in the indie world, um, we'll have some perspective on that, but big things happening and a lot of payoff at the, the mania last weekend that we're going to go over. So I'm pumped. Um, and I know that you and I, uh, are going to go through lots of different things and we'll explain everything to everyone, but yeah, man. And, and I'm sitting here as we're doing our very first podcast watching Tiger Woods try to maybe for the first time in a long time get that green jacket back on his shoulders. So it's a great Sunday. See, I'm not a big golf guy, but I okay. want Tiger to win so bad just because yeah. I like Tiger. And Well, you're a sports guy. I'm a sports guy, yes. but And, I'm... and so Tiger winning at golf is sports. Yes. <laughs> that's that's very true. Yes. No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, man. We – what probably together over what 30 years of wrestling just knowledge between us and then yeah i i think it's just uh we like i said before we've been talking about it so long yeah and you know just things happen you know we don't ever get to do it. and then finally it's here um yep. the broski cast the broski cast yeah we got to keep putting that over and we got to put it over the reason is and and like every time i say broski cast i'm like working the arm I got an arm bar in. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you I'm, I'm wrenching the arm. I'm raking it down. I, I'm putting it around a rope. You yeah. know, I, I'm wrenching on it. I'm doing whatever I can to soften that arm up because that's good psychology. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, you were talking about, you, uh, we were talking about indies and the indie wrestling scene and all that. Um, yeah. You were telling me you went to Compound Friday night. Just uh, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, Compound, let, first off, just let me say, the, fir- the last time I went to Compound, it was a while back, um, and I don't even know, I don't even want to say for sure, but um, it, it, for people out there that don't know, Compound Pro Wrestling in Tulsa is that they're at the Pro- Perfect Practice Center right off Sheridan, um, and, and you basically go in, go all the way to the back, uh, and there's a low ceiling, just, I mean, in your face, um independent wrestling scene now a couple of years i went to a show um and had a hell of a time um a help a couple years ago um just had a hell of a time um and 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 it was so fun but at the same time um you know it was very just kind of guys on the street that want to be pro wrestlers and things like that you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah this time i went and it was almost like the minute you walked in the door, things were pretty different. And and from everything from the ring, uh, the ring that they were re- working in, um, to the to pl- the platform they came out on, um, the, just the overall production value of the show, um, that's what first caught me when I walked in. I thought, man, the the ring looks better, the ropes look good. There's there's an actual entrance. Um, with a walkway all the way to the entrance. Um, and so, I, you know, there's a screen above the entrance, too. They're, they're trying to do a little bit of the video work with the board and everything like that. Um, just a small scale. 
you know, it's not going to be Titantron or anything like that. Yeah, it's just yeah. small scale. But just just kind of making mental notes of, oh, that's better, that's better, that's better, that's yeah. that's really stepped up. Man, but what was crazy is when actually the guys came out and started working, that's where I was like, wow, they've they may be onto something here as far as they're I don't know if they're building an audience. I I'm that that so was show uh, that show was sold out. I don't know that it's not because it was just Joey Ryan there and we'll get into that in a second. Um but Joey Ryan, of course, was the attraction and the headliner, and he was on the posters and everything. Um, and everybody out there, if you don't know about Joey Ryan, just go to Twitter, go to Google, whatever. Um, but he's in town, so big show, sold out, whatever. Um, but the the guys working, um, there were some really good matches. I mean, there were some guys that that I thought were what's always impressive about wrestling. You know, and I'm and I'm a huge Bret Hart mark. So Brett always loved the big guys that could also work, like Bam Bam Bigelow and um, Yokozuna and guys that were huge and you don't think they would be athletic and could move around and work in the ring, but they were guys that could get it done. And there was a guy that I saw there um, that night, um, and his name is – I think he has like a nickname, the Triple D or something, and his last name is Duke – or it's something Duke. Um, but this guy was, was uh, really top-notch for a bigger guy. And uh, really understood wrestling, and and a lot of the matches were choreographed really well, and and put together really nicely to I think not only highlight what each guy could do, but also really did well with the storytelling aspect of the matches. I mean, they were really good, and they had the crowd engaged, and it was a hot crowd anyway. Um, so you know, a lot of popping, a lot of a lot of spots, uh, near falls, things like that. Um, but it, it, but it wasn't like junk spots. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like they weren't just getting shit in to get shit in and say, oh, I insecurity tonight or I did a hurricane. Did you see that? And and I did that. So people we get the oh, you know, it was all sort of worked into the match to make sense instead of just thrown in there. I got you. Yeah, I got you, man. Yeah. And I. Yeah, I know. I know Bret Hart's your your favorite wrestler. I know how big of a mark you are. That's the reason I put that in the intro for you. Yeah, but, if, um, thank you. For yeah, that. if it's, they don't if they don't know that, but yeah. um, but no, I can't say enough good things about Jerry Ryan. Um, he's not everybody's style of wrestler, and I get that. <laughs> but he yeah. he's a unique commodity. Um, I watch this YouTube channel called Being the Elite. That's Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes. Uh, it used to be Marty Skrull, not anymore, but, uh, and then Hangman Page. And mm-hmm. they did this whole bit last summer about um, <sighs> Hangman Page. That's a key on um, him and Hangman Anna Page. Him and um, Joey Ryan were kind of having this little feud right. about who was the greater penis wrestler. And That's a thing, folks. That is a thing. That's Write a, it down. That's a thing. Hashtag. Penis wrestler. Okay, go ahead. Penis Sorry. I just wanna... No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. So they had a thing. Like, they had like a little feud and where Hangman Page became jealous of Joey Ryan because he was the hashtag famous penis wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he was more over with the crowd. So they did a skit where supposedly Hangman Adam Page killed Joey Ryan on the show. And then at All In last September, their big show that they they came out and pretty much has drawn the success of AEW. But anyway, 
at that right. show, Joey Ryan arose from the dead and he had penis druids coming out. And it was just a great spectacle. It was it was like the you know you remember like at uh, WrestleMania 14 when the Druids came out for the yeah. Undertaker. Yeah, it was the penis Druids for Joey Ryan. He came out and got his heat back from the he dick got his heat back. Yeah, the Dick Druids. He got his heat back from Hangman Page. Dude, it's too good. And we were talking about this at the show the other night. You know, so many people. It's 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 funny. Because so many people, you know, you can't even get through the door with them with with professional wrestling, right? Yeah. You say pro wrestling, and so many people will roll their eyes and blah blah blah. But it's like it's community theater at the at the compound level, yeah. And it's and it's definitely theater at the WWE level, the AEW level, whatever. Yeah. Um, but but at the compound level, you know, it, it, I'd rather do that than go watch you know shakespeare in the park or something like that. you know what i mean like yeah it, to me to me it's all art um and it's still real to me damn it no yeah but no it's <laughs> it, it's awesome to to be able to see you know art in that way basically you take the oldest plot point that you can think of which is conflict between one side and another and you put it in this incredible, yeah, on this incredible stage with with this, you know, like you said, just outlandish and just the crazy dick druids for crying out loud, is what we're talking about right now. We're talking about penis druids, and and Joey Ryan coming back from the dead because he's in a penis feud uh, with Paige. I mean, the we're not making this up. So this is the kind of just, I mean, outlandish stuff. But but it's incredible spectacle, and you said spectacle because that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you can't. That's the thing you said. You can't make this up. You couldn't make this up if you tried. Like it's it's crazy how far pro wrestling has come from like the territory days of well, I'm mad at you, so we're gonna have a feud. Right. To hey, right. it's 2018, 2019. We're gonna feud about you know like. I'm the better dick wrestler. No, I'm the better dick wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's where yes. we came. But, you know, like uh, like I said, he's not everybody's cup of tea. But, you know, yeah, he has a great following, though. Obviously, in Compound, he had a great following and all yeah. over the world. Every time I see anything to do with pro wrestling, I see he's one of the top names I see up there. And he's yeah. and he, it's not just a gimmick. He, he can work. You saw that Friday night. He, yeah. I've seen it many times. The guy can work. He's, he's a great pro wrestler. He's just... That happens to be his gimmick, and he sometimes gets overlooked by that. Yeah, um, and and it's easy too because you, you you have the. It's funny because they call you know really, they call really informed fans that that want to be out in front of everything smart marks right, smart but marks, but you yeah. also have, you also have your established old guard wrestling people, and I'm looking at like Jim Cornette, um, you know guys like that who. I'm just, you know, full full disclosure. I am like the biggest corny fan on the face of the earth. Oh, I, I love corny. I, everything out of his mouth to me makes me laugh my ass off. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. I think he's got maybe the best mind for the business that's ever been. But he's also damn protective of the business. Mm-hmm. And so when you have, like you said, in the year 2018 and 19, in this business where outlandish has always won the day or the craziest thing in the room is really what has always won the day when you have these dick wrestlers and stuff like this it's funny to just keep saying it but when you have these guys doing the dick spots and stuff like that 
it does sort of draw the ire of guys like Corny and stuff that just think, you know, that's unnecessary to get over. You know, just just do professional re- professional wrestling's been professional wrestling. You don't need to do that for it to get over. You know, so I it's kind of weird for me because like at the same time I love Corny, but at the same time also I see these young guys on the indie scene that are just trying to go from town to town and get money and get asses in the seats. You know, we got to do something. I mean, hell, they can watch every Monday night um, and and there's a pay-per-view every damn month and and there's a WWE network. They can certainly go get that same old what they've always got from WWE and everything like that because the Attitude Era is over and it's never coming back. No. You know, that the WWE's already captured that. You know, so these guys on the indie scene, I feel for the fact that they need to you know, do something a little different. Like, hell, the first match the other night, okay? Um, got, it was a guy, uh, the Beer City Bruiser comes out first. All right. Big, big guy. Got a pretty pretty funny gimmick, pretty good gimmick. He comes out with two cans of Miller Lite and a cigar. He's smoking a cigar, and he's got, like, a bowler hat. You know, he's kind of like the, the uh, you know, the you know the 1920s New York ruffian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he's the Beer City Bruiser. Uh, and he comes out um, against, I think the guy's name is Eric Angle. Don't now it may not be Eric Angle, so just don't quote me on that. And there's probably a ton of smart marks. I hope they're, I hope they start listening to this podcast. But there's probably a ton of Tulsa area compound marks that'll blow my ass up for not knowing the name of this guy. But they had a match, and like the first five minutes, they were just trying to like out drink each other and shit the eric guy came out with the paps blue ribbon and they have an argument and they get the crowd arguing what's better pbr or miller light i mean it was hilarious man it was like it was good shit and they finally got to wrestling had a good little match but i just thought to myself damn you know what a way to kind of come out immediately get the crowd over um and that guy's working his gimmick and the other guy is sort of just out here carrying a beer that was the only thing i didn't was like okay why why is this guy got a beer too yeah. you know what i mean that was the only thing that needed maybe to be explained but other than that i that was a good example of you know just trying maybe something a little different and i know it probably doesn't fly in the pg area and the big promotions but you can get away with it at compound yeah well, uh, you said Beer City Bruiser, and I, I I seen the poster, and I thought that, that guy looked familiar. But I I've been I've watched, I get on the fight app and I'll watch Ring of Honor whenever I can, and I've seen Beer City Bruiser on yeah. Ring of Honor. And the dude, he's a bigger guy, but he can go. He's he's a good wrestler. He's in that no, he's uh, but yeah, he's he's a good wrestler in my mind. I thought he was a pretty good wrestler. He's, he can move pretty good for a big guy. But, uh, yeah, and they're getting more. They're getting more than a compound, you know. Those guys that do go to ROH and do, you know, um, are kind of known. Yeah. On a on a grander scale, it's not so much the local wrestlers that are wrestling at the compound shows now. Um, it's guys kind of on that on that circuit um, that just come around. Um, and so, yeah, and and like like we were going back to, I think I think this uh, this this Bruiser guy he. Um, he did a couple he he did a couple moves that that made me go okay well he's not just you know out here screwing around he's probably actually been wrestling a little while you know? yeah so it was evident yeah so now you know um i got well you talked a little bit about compound i've got a little bit of uh notes um 
from the week that I've I've gathered on my own. I'll run over them a little bit, and then we can just kind of touch on them from there. Um, okay. The first thing is, um, I think you've seen me share this on Facebook or any social media that we're on together. Um, the big, the biggest news, or at least to me, the biggest news is the report is that all elite wrestling AEW. A lot of you probably know that if you start listening to this podcast, but AEW is set. They are in talks with Turner Broadcasting, the Turner Broadcasting that produced and owned WCW back in the day. Their show, Tuesday Night Dynamite, is supposedly the name of the uh, of their show that they're going to run starting in October. That is going to be set to have a TV deal with either TNT or TBS. Um, this has been reported on by different websites. Of course, you know, Bruce Pritchard's best friend in the world, Dave Meltzer, uh, reported oh, yeah. this as well. I, I could just see him eye-rolling right now. But, um, but yeah, that's, well, the, that's been the talk. Well, said it. Wow. Yeah, it, it must Love be true. Yeah, yeah, but it's but that's been the report by many, many outlets, is that TBS or TNT is set to be in talks with AEW. Well, a couple of things here, if I can just jump in. Yeah, you're good. Um, so you automatically you hear rival or secondary wrestling promotion gets Turner Broadcasting deal. Um, where have we heard that before? You know, but um, it's a, a lot of WCW was was just the stars aligning, right? Yes. Like, like you got you get this young driven whether you love him or hate him incredibly smart tv guy eric bischoff that gets a chance to run some of the wrestling at the same time that ted turner says we're going to put a bunch of money towards wrestling and so with money comes the real american and then here comes all his buddies too following the money nash and hall blah 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 everybody's running down south before you know it, you know, they take over 83 weeks, you know, we got all this, but you look at it and you go, I've watched a lot of stuff over that rise and fall of WCW. And there's a lot of good stuff out there. If you want to look on the network or YouTube, whatever. And I've listened to tons of podcasts, tons of interviews of Eric Bischoff saying what they wish they would have done or something like this. Immediately. I think when I hear Tuesday night dynamite, I go, well, that's the smartest thing in the world because they got a chance to do it again and they're not going to try to go head-to-head with Monday Night Raw. Now, I know Tuesday night is SmackDown, and I understand that. But Raw is just such a mountain to climb for anybody trying, you know, and, and, and they all look back on it and go, man, maybe we should have just tried a different day, maybe. Maybe not so long. And we'll get a little bit into that later about how WWE is going too damn long with stuff and you're losing the damn audience. So maybe they'll have a smaller format where they can get better work, more quality over quantity into their product um, and get it on a a reputable channel where a lot of eyes are going to get on it. I mean, the best thing that ever happened to Vince is when somebody challenged him. That brought on the best era of or the most successful, I would say, era of WWE for him since, you know, Hogan's run. But Hogan's run, I don't even know if it wasn't just people were 
were ready for the business to blow up like that. You know, I mean, it was, it was big then, but, but it tapered off, you know, whenever he left there and then they had to come up with something new with the whole NWO, even though it wasn't new, it was a Japan thing, but it, you know, it, it popped and then led to the war. And then now we're sort of seeing again, this tapering off. And I wonder if AEW is jumping in right at the right time. What do you, what do you think about that? I think, okay. And I'm to the audience out there to anybody that's listening. I'm not going to lie. I, I used to be, and I, I still am. I, I like WWE. I still do. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not bashing WWE. I'm not saying I don't like WWE anymore. Cause I do, but you you have seen me over the past year. I have turned into, or the past couple of years actually, I have turned into a mark pretty much for anything that the Bucks, Omega, any of those guys are doing, and, yeah. this, and especially Cody Rhodes. I, I actually have my Cody Rhodes T-shirt on right now. Nice. Um, that's that's how big of a mark I am for that guy. Oh man. I I uh, I love. You even talk with a lisp because of him. I need to talk with a lisp, baby. <laughs> But I love that's everything. my son. That's Clark Gable. That's, that's my son. That's my son baby. But <laughs> I love everything they're doing. Um, I watch their YouTube channel. Their YouTube channel gets hundreds of thousands of views each week. They pretty much drove in all in just off their YouTube channel. And if it wasn't for all in, we wouldn't have AEW starting up right now. Um, of course, uh, Shad and Tony Khan, the the Khan family, fun fun AEW. But I yeah. I think. I think this is the best thing that could happen to WWE because it's like yeah. you said, it's going to create competition again and yeah. hopefully, you know, it'll make the WWE better. Um, well, I know if you're sitting around and, and no team to play. Yeah. You know, it's boring. Yeah. And, it's, and well, it, it lets you sit back on your laurels and go, uh, you know, uh, we could just, uh, be- we're going to keep this person as champion. Like, like, you know, I, I guess, Brock Lesnar's money, but like, how long did did we really have to have the 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 company's top belt on him for that long? No, I mean we didn't. No, and I used to be a big Brock Mark, and now you know over the year I kind of got really tired of that, and I was just like, you know what, you know, screw that guy, you know, like I know, and I know it's not him. I know it's Vince. Is like, okay, we got to keep the title on you. It's like you said, your money, your money, your money. But it's just like, man, how long can you keep a title? No, but, I've never blamed. I've never blamed somebody. Like, in, in fact, when I see people with big jobs that don't deserve them or they don't have the qualifications, and I see them get the big job, I don't get mad at them. I yeah. get mad at the person that gave them the job. Oh yeah. So you know, it's like it wasn't Brock. It was WWE. Yeah. yeah. You know, build your own stars. Like, put your own guys over that are there, like working so many nights a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's it's a weird place WWE is. It I think it's getting better, but I mean, it, for the longest time it was a weird place. But yeah, yeah. I think with this whole AEW thing, I, I I agree with you. The whole now, granted, Monday Night Raw is not what it used to be, but from the sound of it, Tuesday Night Titans, I agree with you. It sounds like they're doing the right thing. I'm not taking a knock at SmackDown. I'm not. That's this is what I love SmackDown. SmackDown is actually my favorite show because it's SmackDown's work, probably the better show. It's right? the workhorse I mean, show. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Intercontinental show. But if you're gonna, it's what the Intercontinental title was from like '85 to '92. Yeah, the workhorse title. And like, this... like the minute, 
the minute like Sean let go of it, it was fucking, it was fucking done. Like forever yeah. and forever and again, you know, yeah. It, it, never again would the Intercontinental Title be the same as when he lost it to Diesel. No, like it was the, that was it. I think the only the only time it ever got brought back. I know we're kind of changing the subject here, but I, I just oh, yeah. have this on my head. Yeah. But the I think the only time it ever got back to prominence was probably the early two thousands when you had Angle, Benoit, Jericho, all those guys. Like yeah, yeah, those okay, guys. Right. Yeah, and, but and that was granted, a short. Man, and that's another thing we can talk about. And Eddie because, Guerrero, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing that we, that's a good talking point for us. And I think that's why is our podcast is going to be so interesting and great. Is that you come from a different era than I do in our wrestling fandom. My fandom was really um, the gold era. and at, at a passionate level in the Hulk era. And you were more in the attitude era and coming up as a kid, when you're a kid as a fan of pro wrestling, it's different than when you're as an adult as pro, a, a fan of pro wrestling. As a kid, uh, you know, you, you believe in the characters, you, you jump into the storylines, everything like that. And I'm not saying you don't as an adult, but as an adult, you appreciate, like I said, the more the theater of it, the spectacle of it, and really the the storytelling and putting a match together and working a program and, um, you know, how do we resolve this? Or when are we going to resolve this? Or do we resolve it yet? Even though it's the biggest show of the year, do we, do we have the payoff there? Or do we wait till the end of the summer and, and keep this cash coming in on this feud? Yep. You know, that's the things you think about as an adult. As a kid, you're going, I think that I, I think that Bret Hart is the best wrestler. That's why he should be champion. Cause he, he's the best there is and he says it and he can go out there and prove it. You know, like and I yeah. believe in that guy. You know, or and 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 from your perspective, you know, my fandom probably stopped around ninety I'd say 95, 94, maybe. Yeah. WrestleMania 9, WrestleMania 10 in that area. Yeah. Um, where I stopped really following. And by really following, I mean, you know, watching every week, looking for everything. You know, I got a little bit older. I got into more different things. Um, and I kind of let it go. And I picked it up again around Mania 20. Um, but, I mean, you know, I would kind of... At a, not at a distance, but I would I would follow. You know, WrestleMania 14 was one of my favorites, even though it was in that lull period where I didn't really follow that much. Yeah, but I really picked it back up at 20. 20, 20 was a good one. Um, yeah, uh, like Venus first I, title. Yeah, yeah. Like I I grew up. Let's see. Dad got me into wrestling at about. I was like six or seven. I think it was about six. I want to say it's about six, but see, it was bred in me. It was bred in you. Yeah. See. Yeah. Well, but it was about ninety ninety seven was probably the first year I started watching wrestling. I was about six years old, and I mean, I'm still watching to this day. But ninety seven, ninety eight, that Attitude Era was just, just, just on fire. And then right. you mentioned WrestleMania 20. That's actually probably for me. That's top five WrestleManias of all time for me. Um, I, I just I just loved it. But uh, no, man, that's it's like you said. That's what I like about this. We we have two you know different styles of thinking on pro wrestling, but we think a lot alike as well. Because like I'm not just yeah. I don't just watch from '97 on. I mean, 
I've quoted things to you from the seventies, the eighties. I just, yes. I like pro wrestling in general and that's right. just me. Um, I mean, this guy knows about Mr. Wrestling too. Mr. Wrestling too. Yeah. The masked man. The masked man. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, amid, we'll have to do a whole, we'll have to do a whole episode on, on, uh, on 80s Mid-South pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, you look at my profile picture. Yes, on, I've seen that. Yeah. I mean, you got Ted DiBiase and Dr. Death Steve Williams in Oklahoma Sooners jerseys. Yeah. Is, is there, is there anything, is there been anything ever cooler than that? Is there any, been anything ever more Jason Salzman? That is Jason it's, Salzman. It's not Caleb Salzman, but it's Jason No, 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 no. I'll, no. I'll See, and that's that. another thing. This guy, Oklahoma State, OU. This podcast is so great. It, 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 every single perspective is coming at you, folks. Yeah. I'd listen to it. I mean, I probably won't get to knock you as much as you get to knock me, but that's okay. I don't, that's yeah. all right. I, I, hey, I'm you're, all right. You're the it. Owen. You're the Nugget. I'm the Nugget. I'm but not a Owen Nugget, was, damn it. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. Owen was R.I.P. badass, Owen. man. Yeah. Owen was so badass. Yeah. God. We'll, we'll, and you know what? We'll do an episode on Owen Hart. We have to do a career retrospect, yeah. 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 So – well, um, you want to get to Mania, or you got some other things? Um, yeah, we can. Um, the only other thing as far as news I had was um, my favorite WWE wrestler, Mr. AJ Styles, apparently injured himself during WrestleMania. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Um, it was called a – he – I'm trying to figure out this. Was it when he – was it when Randy botched the fucking timing uh, to sell for the uh, springboard and he had to like almost double the phenomenal they... forearm? Yes. Yeah, it was, he sprained God. his SI joint. I'm not oh. sure what that is, but he sprained his SI joint. Um, apparently the next day they had WrestleMania access. That's the, for any of you living under a rock or you don't know what access is, it's the fan. It's pretty much a WWE fan convention. You can go meet your yeah. wrestlers. Right. Yeah. 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 So anyway, he was set to appear the next day, but I guess it was so bad that he just he couldn't uh, make it. Kofi Kingston had to replace him, which that's not a bad replacement. But oh, um, the WWE champion Kofi yeah, Kingston? No, that's oh, yeah. not a bad replacement at all. But you know, shout out to AJ Styles. I hope you get to feeling better, and I hope you get to making it better because you make WWE TV a lot better for this guy. Um, oh man, he's the dude. He's the guy. AJ's awesome, man. Yeah, I love he's AJ just... Styles. He, he's just kind of a, you know, it's crazy because, like, I almost want to, I almost want to see, like, I almost want to see AJ Hill because he's such a badass wrestler that, like, I'd love to see him talk shit to everybody about how good he is, you know, and, like, that he's the best and because he literally is. Like, like when guys, like, you know, CM Punk are like, oh, best in the world, I'm like, oh, that's a cool gimmick. But when AJ Styles says I'm the best in the world, I'm like, oh, he legit fucking is yeah. the best in the world at pro wrestling. If you you ever... know, he's just so good. But it's like when he says it, um, I, I just would like to see that almost like in a heel way, like like yeah. Blair, you know? Yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned him being a heel. If you ever get bored and just want to watch something entertainment, you should watch his New Japan stuff when he was being a heel with the Bullet Club. Oh, Dude, God. he's he's great. He's great. He'd come out. That's why I'm like, saying he'd have like a little freaking bandana over his face with like the skull and all that. It's he yeah. played the he played the hill gimmick so good over there. I mean, yeah. for a little while he played it good in WWE too, but it's 
it seemed like he was just trying too hard. But um, there were some events surrounding WrestleMania weekend. Um, I mentioned New Japan. They actually, Ring of Honor and New Japan combined for a show. I, I think it was the Saturday night before WrestleMania, and they actually did it in Madison Square Garden, that building that WWE seems to forget about. They always go to Barclays, and that's, I guess I'm just a stickler, just a, I don't know, I guess it's just me being me, but I, I hate that they don't run MSG anymore. But anyway, they drew 16,000 people. Um, the main event was Kazucho, Kazuchika Okada defeating Jay White for the IWGP heavyweight title. Um, Meltzer uh-huh. gave it four and a half stars, which, you know, he gives everything in Japan that about that. That's about average, but, you know... I can't really say I blame him because I've watched a lot of New Japan stuff, and I'm kind of becoming yeah. a mark for New Japan. It's if you want to watch great technical wrestling, watch New Japan. Um, yeah. Another thing that happened, uh, I think it was yeah the night before actually the Hall of Fame. You had Tori Wilson, Honky Tonk Man, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. You had the Warrior recipient Sue Atchison, Harlem Heat, Degeneration X, and the Hart Foundation, and. It's crazy that I mentioned the Heart Foundation because the biggest controversy of that night was when the fan jumped the guardrail and decided that he wanted to try to attack Bret Hart during his speech. And then, uh, have you seen? Have you seen this? Yeah, I saw it, and I just I couldn't believe it really. But I was almost like, how odd, you know? Like, I mean, who? What fan out there, even if you're not a fan of him, wants to get at Bret Hart? Like, what has Bret Hart ever done? Yeah. You know, other than be, you know, what, the knock on Bret Hart, and it's true, will always be, you know, takes himself a little too seriously, take maybe takes the business a little too seriously, um, which, you know, some people think that's great. And, you know, he, a lot of people don't take the business serious enough, but, um, you know, that's always been the knock, but it's never, never was like, oh, I got to get my hands on that. Guy. Yeah. So that was kind of strange. If anybody would have gotten jumped, I would have thought it'd be like Honky or something. Yeah. Like, I'm... Honky out there and talking shit on everybody, like burning the world to the ground on social media and yeah. YouTube. And then all of a sudden yeah. he gets inducted to the Hall of Fame. That, that one baffled me beyond yeah. no point. Yeah. But well, it was, and it was who was it that, you know, I think it may have been Corny that was like, you know, leave it to Vince, you know, everybody that's, shit on him you know forever he'll get, put a ring on their finger you know yeah. at some point well i guess at some point that he's gonna have to put corny in there too you know if that's oh god if that's the case and don't give you that man a live mic you know good god he's got to be put in yeah i mean if for no other reason then <laughs> you know the guy was just trying to get fucking smoky mountain over yeah and they make him yokozuna's mouthpiece so and he hates to fly and he, god damn get in the damn you know yeah uh death what is it death death tube yeah um, hates to fly anyway and in the middle of all that wwe's you know here come beating yokozuna's mouthpiece who's also the champion so you're gonna need to fly a little bit yeah, yeah let's make you do something you hate yeah but and live in connecticut god yeah, god i couldn't imagine living in connecticut not imagine either, i'm not but. knocking the state of connecticut i just don't I no i just don't like there. yankees like i don't <laughs> i just sorry, don't like there. yankees and neither does corny and that's just the way it is yeah. i don't like them they don't they're not personable i don't like them. yeah all right we'll keep it rolling sound like sound like conrad there with that one but dad dad didn't like him that's for dad sure. okay well then there you go there we go all right we're not allowed to okay all right. 
we'll keep it rolling. Um, I guess we're going to get into our topic, um, which is WrestleMania 35. Um, it took place on Sunday, April 7th, and it was in front of a record crowd. It seems like they always break attendance records everywhere they go. But it was 82,265 people. Um, I don't think either one of us watched the pre-show. I took some notes just, you know, saying what happened. Um, I watched a little bit of the pre-show. A little bit. So, yeah. Tony Nese defeated Buddy Murphy to win the Cruiserweight title. Uh, Carmella defeated Sarah Logan to win the Women's WrestleMania Battle Royal. They really need to change that name. Um yeah, and that that was that was a pretty cool little spot there at the end. Yeah, that was a good. You know, spot. Carmella in New York. You know, and you know they love her there because that's the chick that's that's everybody's sister. You know, or yeah. whatever. You know, so yeah, it was cool. Well, and it's coming cool. up out of the ring. Yeah, and it's cool because Vince usually doesn't. If you're in your hometown, Vince usually doesn't put you over. Like if you're, you're going to be in your hometown, it usually means you're almost going to count a loss for yourself. Yeah, exactly. But. um so she won that, and that was good because it seemed like she just kind of was floundering for a bit ever since she won the Money in the Bank a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the bros, the bros on this broski <laughs> podcast, the broski Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins defeat yeah, the revival. Zach Ryder, man. Zach Ryder's the man. They defeat the Re- revival to win the Raw Tag Team Titles. I was kind of torn between that because I love Zach Ryder, but I also love just the work rate of the revival. Like they've God, really God, won man. me over. They've really won me over in the past year. Cause at first I was like, man, this is, these guys aren't that good. And I was, you know, just lying to myself. Cause I was like, no, they're really good. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I was torn, but I'm really glad to see Zach Ryder doing something again. And Kurt yeah. Hawkins as well, but mostly yeah, and, Zach and Ryder. I'm like you, I, I'm like you. It was like, Oh man, anybody else. Yeah. You know, but the revival against Ryder because the revival, man, I just I'm a huge fan, dude. Coming out in those track jackets, you know, I mean yeah. the brain busters all over again. I think I told you this the other yeah. day. You know, when they walk out, I see Arn and Tully. I'm sorry. It's just like not like in looks, I'm just saying like they just come off that way as like you know, we're here to do tag team wrestling, you know, really well. And th- th- there's there's no other you know motive other than that, and it's just you know they they you know have a they have I think that it's a it's really a throwback to the olden days um, yeah. their their love of the game and they're about that age where that they, they would have came up then so it's it's awesome to see but it's also awesome to see the Broskis go over I mean Zach Ryder Hellfire I mean he's he's got he he's got the look you want. He's pretty good on the mic, and he's real. He's a really good worker. Yeah. I mean, and so you want to see him do well. Well, you were talking about Carmelo a while ago. You know, being the hometown favorite. That's, and I didn't even realize it till now that I realized it. But again, yeah. Vince went over again with the hometown guy. You know, Zach Ryder's from Long Island. You know, like he's, yep. that's New Jersey. It's not too far away. You know, and he got to, he got to win gold. You know, in yep. New Jersey, in that New Jersey, New York area. So. I think that's really cool. Um, the last match, uh, Braun Strowman, you know, threw out Colin Just of, you know, SNL fame. And he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, it's cool for what it is for me. I guess it was cool for what it is. But 
I I just hate how they keep shitting on Braun Strowman. I, I really do like. I don't understand it either. I mean, like, I I don't. Why? What's it going to take? You know, I mean, like he he got right there. I mean, it, why not put him over Brock and make him the baddest son of a bitch that ever walked the face of the earth? And he's got that mentality to him. Get your ass in here and get these hands. Yeah. You know, like I mean. And he's big on. enough. He's believable. Like he's I, I don't get boy, it. Yeah, you know, like he's funny when he needs to be. Yeah, like I don't understand. I don't get it. But I don't either. I mean, the guy keeps getting buried. Now we went rinse, wash, and repeat. How many times have we said this about other guys too? Yeah, that are some weird man. Yeah. It's weird how yeah. they bury the people that are naturally progressing as. Who should be at the top? It's weird. Yeah, that's how I felt about you know Finn Balor, and we'll talk about him a little later. But you know, uh, that's kind of the same same vibe I get from him. But man, that was the pre-show. Um, like I said, I only yeah. watched I only watched the tag. I watched the last part of the women's top, the women's battle royal where Carmelo won. What you was talking about, I thought that was cool. I watched the tag team match just because I wanted to see Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins win. Yep. And I watched the last bit of the Men's Battle Royal, but I mean that's that's what it was the pre-show. I mean, I mean, I guess it's good that they're all technically on there, but I hate it. I hate it for those workers that had to work the pre-show on the the biggest night of the year. But it it is what it is. Man, the show was too damn long. It is. I mean, it, it was. Man, it ruined the main event. It ruined the last half of the show. After Kofi Kingston won, and it was over. The show was over. Yeah. The crowd was gone. It was stagnant. Nobody was going to get over. Nothing was going to get over. And to make matters worse, Triple H and Batista. We'll get to later, but my God. But anyway, that it was just it was just it's just too long, and everything is too long. They don't need a three-hour show on Mondays, man. No. And they don't need to get everybody on WrestleMania. I'm sorry. I I, know. I I I mean, I know you want to try to, you know. And, and and in the future, let's make those damn battle royals, you know, 40 man, 40 women, whatever, you know, like do some kind of if you got to get everybody on the show, by God, get them all in that battle royal. And I then think... let's save the top awesome thought out storylines for Mania. If you don't have an opponent for AJ Styles, that's your own damn fault. Don't throw something together with Randy Orton in five minutes. Hey, so. For being a thrown together match, yeah, uh, apart oh, no, from no, apart no. from the botch, apart from the botch, that was a damn good match, and we'll get no, to that later. No, it was a great match. It yeah. was a great match. But and just, I mean, that's, yeah. that's why it was thrown together, though. They knew those two could go in there and burn it up. Yeah, but there was no storyline. Yeah, and now it's over, and it's like, what? Where do they go from here? Are they they still mad at each other, or what? I mean, you know, there's there's so, no telling the WWE yeah. to be honest. But I guess we'll we'll get right into it. This is, like I said, this is the reason that we're here. Let's talk about WrestleMania 35. Um, the show starts out with Alexa Bliss coming out, telling the crowd, I can make a WrestleMania moment anytime I want. And then all of a sudden you hear Real American hit, and here comes the Hulkster, and they start doing a little pose off. You know, I marked just, out. They're just working the crowd. Yeah, I, I did too. I did too. I did. Um, I I did hard. I gotta admit, when I heard the when I heard the opening licks, because I I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And so, and you know, I usually I'll kind of dirt sheet enough to know, have an idea, and I didn't have any idea they got no. me. 
no, they, they completely surprised me too. I had no earthly idea. In my mind, because I knew that he was on good terms with OAB again, I I knew maybe, but I didn't know for sure. But then when I heard Real American hit, I was like, yeah, Hulkster's here. Yeah. And then, you know, they come out, her, him and Alexa, you know, do the little pose off and all that. And then, and then boom, right away we get Paul Heyman coming out saying, if we're not going on last, we're getting out of, you know, getting out of this wow. place, you know. Yeah, you know, and how true of a statement. I'm sure that's yeah. exactly how it happened, too. Yeah. It was, I want to get the fuck out of here, and so let put me on first. Well, and I don't know how I don't know how true the reports are. I, I follow a lot on social media. I follow a lot. There's just, like, a lot of that, that I – that it's just the dirt sheets. That's what it is. But I read a report that said that – that said that Heyman and Lesnar were really, really petitioning really hard to go on first. And that's, it's like you said, it's probably true. They probably, if they weren't going on last, they probably didn't want to be there. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's their business. But yeah. so anyway, you get, you get Heyman coming out, he cuts that promo. And then all of a sudden here comes Brock Lesnar, you know, and that's the star of the show. We're going to start off with the universal title match. Um, yep. Seth Rollins has that cool Beast Slayer entrance. He's always got a cool entrance. Like I'm not in the Game of Thrones, but I think last year he had a Game of Thrones entrance with his yeah. context. That was really cool. Um, the match doesn't even start for what a good five, 10 minutes. It's just an utter beatdown of Seth Rollins. And then they finally get the match started. Um, Seth gets his momentum back. Um, he hits him, he hits him with a low blow, which changes the tide for everything. Um, and then, you know, after a series of curb stomps, uh, he goes on to win the title. And I want to say, I want to say it was like a two or three minute match. Like it wasn't long at all. I mean the the beat yeah. down, the beat down in the intro of WrestleMania was a lot longer than this match. Right, right. And I and, think that, yeah, you, 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 you know, with Brock. I mean, I don't know if he has a, a long match in him anymore. Not meaning that he's gassed out or anything. I just mean that he's very, you know, he's not into having a repertoire of moves. You know, he's not into anything other than going out there and kind of, like you said, putting the beat down on somebody for a little bit. He'll take a bump or two into the the padded, uh, you know, where they have the crowd sectioned off. Yeah. And he does a few uh, su- suplexes. And then, you know, his selling isn't even good anymore. I mean, you know, he used to be just primarily a pro wrestler, and he was pretty damn good. He was playing And now he looks like somebody that doesn't have a clue and is just trying to get through a wrestling match. Yeah. It's weird because no, he, he used to be really good. He was one, but I think he felt like being good, having to. I th- I think he felt like it hurt his body having to be as good as you have to be to be a top guy. Yeah, no, and that's the thing is, like you said, he used to be really good. Um, he used to put on great matches, especially when he had his feud in two thousand three with Kurt Angle. That was yeah. some of the best wrestling I've ever seen out of both of those two, not just Kurt, not just Brock Lesnar, but Kurt Angle, but. Yeah, yeah, I I don't get it, but um, you know, he gets he gets paid, he gets to come in, and you know he he works his five minute matches, and you know that's hey yeah. more power to him. I wish I could do that, but you know yeah. I can't. But yeah, um, but that's what it was. You know, it. I don't want to say it was a bad match. It was just too short. I mean, it was just. But it was also nice to finally see someone dethrone Brock someone it was nice to see that Vince finally was like 
okay, we're going to give the title to someone else. Because last, last year, like, you thought it was going to be Roman, and then he comes out and, I mean, it was a longer match, but it was, once again, it was Brock Lesnar winning the, keeping the title after keeping the title for a year, pretty much. Right, exactly. I, uh, I You know, I, to me, it was just a kind of a, let's get, let's 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 be done with this you know it felt like just a let's quickly get brock out the door seth is the new top guy uh, voila you know it was it was okay and it was fine and i you know everybody wants to see what everybody wants to see so i i guess you know i wouldn't rate it one of the best matches of all time but i would say that it did what it needed to do and sort of like for this timeline right now of WWE, it did it did exactly what it needed to do. Okay, I got you. Um, uh, second match of the night, we talked a little bit about it. Um, was AJ Styles and Randy Orton? Now, this of course this is the match I was just talking about where AJ Styles got hurt. But um, man, you we were mentioning workhorses earlier, talking about the IC title, mm-hmm. and these are probably two of the best workhorses in the company right now. Um, yeah. It was just, it was back and forth action. Um, at, at a point for me, it just felt like it was the greatest hits for both. It seemed like Randy was hitting, you know, all of his top moves and then AJ would hit all of his top moves. Um, the forearm to the outside, um, botching all, it was, it was a pretty cool spot. Um I I thought overall it was a solid match. It was a pretty good match. Um, you know, at the end, Styles attempts the forearm. Mm-hmm. Orton goes to counter with RKO, and then Styles counters that and hits him with the forearm. We'll get the one, two, three, and we'll get the win. Um, like I said, overall, I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, definitely. Oh, I thought it was a good match. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely after what we had just seen, it was it yeah. was a really good match. You got two great right. Um, I can't complain about it. No, really good stuff. Got AJ over. Um, like I said, um, just kind of trying to get the two best guys maybe in the room, in the ring at the biggest show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not much of a storyline. And, and you know, I'm, I'm being a little cynical probably there. But at the same time, um, those guys went out and did it. And it was good stuff. No, I mean, it's it's not cynical at all. I, I completely agree with you. There really was not. I went back and watched a little bit of the SmackDowns before that, and there was no storyline to it all. I think they took jabs at each other, like, the week before, and that was it. Like, that was yeah. the whole storyline. That was about it. Right, right. Um, they, had this, they had this weird spot. I guess it's just her gimmick that, uh, I guess, Southern Belle, Lacey, I think her last name's Lacey Bell. She comes out. And she pretty much just waves to the crowd, and then she just goes away. I think that's become her thing as of late. I don't really get it. I don't get it either. I don't understand it, but I'm not writing the script. So Um, I think they'll really try to push her in the women's division. I think it's a girl that's got reputation outside as being kind of a tough, tough guy. Yeah. Um, like like Rhonda. Yeah. I I don't exactly know what what she comes from it's some kind of martial art though something like that yeah but um i think they're they've got her working a gimmick so they can continue to fine-tune her pro wrestling abilities because look at ronda 
I mean, they probably should have fine-tuned the pro wrestling abilities before, you know, they just kind of threw a gimmick on her. You know, they bas- she's basically working Hot Rod's gimmick. But, but with this Lacey girl, I think they're just trying to kind of teach her how to wrestle. Yeah, and I so for now she's just walking out. Yeah, getting everybody to this is who she is and this is who she is and all that. And I get that. And I wish, like you said, I wish they would have done that with Rhonda. But you know, like like I said before, I'm not riding this stuff, and I'm not the I'm not the owner. So no, what what was my opinion matter? Um, so she comes out, does that spot, you know, walks away. You know, the crowd seemed pretty confused to me. I was pretty confused. Um, and then. We went straight into the third match of the night. We had the SmackDown tag titles. You had the Usos taking on uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet. And then you had uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. And then you had Nakamura and Rusev. Um, This is not a knock to Aleister Black or Ricochet or Nakamura or Rusev. But if it was me, I would have just had the Usos and Cesaro and Sheamus in that match. Um... Yeah, I didn't think. I thought they all kind of got their cool spots in, but anytime you get a, ma- a tag team match with that many teams, unless it's like a TLC match or something like that, you yeah. usually don't have yeah. a whole lot of time. And it just didn't seem like they had enough time to get all their spots in. Yeah. Um. I mean, I can understand. Like, okay, so if you're like, oh, we need to get, we need to get Shinsuke and. Rusev on Mania. It's like, why? Yeah. They've already, both of them had huge WrestleMania moments. Yeah. Rusev with the tank and, and against Cena. And then uh, Nakamura, of course, with Styles when the, with, with the dream match that never was. Yeah. But, but that's another thing. Um, but um, they already had these huge, and then Black and Ricochet are going to have WrestleMania moments. Like, you don't have to put this four-way... I mean, even though I thought it was one of the best matches of the night. I, th- I thought the SmackDown tag title match was one of the best of the night. Um, because I just... I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Usos. I think they're awesome. Um, I think Usos... I think an Usos uh, a revival feud would just make my freaking day. And like it would be the greatest thing ever, but um, I don't know if we'll get that in the shakeup or what. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the bar and the Usos, I, I give me that match all. Give me that match at every paper. Yeah. What I was saying, what I was saying about when I say they didn't get their spots, and I didn't mean what I was saying was, I thought it was a decent match for what it was. I mean, but I would just take out two of those teams. But no, I'm right. like you. That, I think I used to be. I used to not be high on the Usos at all. Like. And then they started working their new gimmick, and it took me a while to get you know get into it. But they can go like last, yeah, last year and the year before that when they had their their matches with uh, the New Day, and they had the first ever you know or the t- they had the tag team Hell in a Cell match with mm-hmm. the New Day. I just thought their work was great, and they, in this match they they were great. Um, they got all their stuff in. Uh, I love when they do the double use. I think that's one of my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite moves moves. to watch. I just think it's great. I love when they do the the sequence of super kicks. You know, I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just a super kick mark. I don't, I don't get it, but you are. I I, I love super kicks. You know, Mm -hmm. but um, I mean, it was fun to watch. 
for what it was. It's just like I said, if I yeah. if it was me, I would have taken two teams out. But you know, that's right. That's just me, and that's all I would say. I was just saying you could have taken those two teams out because of like like Black and Ricochet are going to have WrestleMania moments, and and Phenomenal. Nakamura and Rusev have had some of the biggest WrestleMania moments. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. All those guys are phenomenal, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Was a pretty good match. Uh, but yeah, I would, I'd give it a thumbs up. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. I'd give it a thumbs up. Um, next up, you know, they had the recap of the Hall of Fame. We just talked about that a little bit. We won't. Yeah. We don't have to go back over that. They come out to the crowd, do the pose, you know, and then all that fun stuff. So it was it was a pretty cool moment. It was kind of weird seeing. Shawn Michaels and uh, Bret Hart shake uh, shake hands and hug it out, but we won't get into we won't get into that because that's been drawn out so long. But yeah. that was a little bit of a weird spot. But overall, it was it was it's nice to see the legends come out and take their place among the Hall of Fame. Yes, it was. Um, next up, oh man, I don't even know where to begin with this one. We had the Falls Count Anywhere match between Shane McMahon <laughs> versus The Miz in the feud that nobody even gave a damn about, and I don't understand why they did this. Um, why they did the feud? Yes. Oh, my I, God. Yeah, I, I think it was to get Shane on WrestleMania and to have an opponent for Shane that would make sense. It would be The Miz. I don't know why Shane wrestles so much. I mean, I... I like Shane. I think he's cool. He does some crazy shit in the ring, but like, it—he just needs to do like, you know. I—I I don't know, man. I, I just—I don't know if Shane is like, his punches are that's okay to Worst. borrow. To, oh my god, to plagiarize off of my favorite guys, but the OSW guys, the fucking state of Shane's punches. Oh my god, and. It's embarrassing. They're I'm embarrassed so to watch. Bad. And another thing that embarrassed me about this match is they should have had the roles changed here. They should have had Shane McMahon yeah. as the baby face. And they should have had the Miz as the heel. Why they have the Miz as a baby face, I'll never mm-hmm. understand. He is a natural heel. He is so good at that. Like I, I don't get yeah. it. I yeah. just don't understand it. Um, he's one of those guys that was born to be bad guy wrestler. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that he's going against the guy that has never been bad guy wrestler, that has always been, oh, my God, you know, the kid, Shane, he'll yeah. jump off anything. He'll do anything. He's the best. He's a baby face. He's not his dad. He's a lot better, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, to like I'm like you. Why you would ever roll reverse either one of these guys and then to do it in the same program and then have Mrs. Dad up there putting his dukes up. Oh my oh god. My god. That was I Jesus. don't know what was worse, that or Shane's punches. I think that's a that's a hot topic. He's already right been memed hard though. Did oh you know that? yeah. Oh yeah. George. Yeah. Oh George. Poor guy. Man. But I mean he 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 probably knew it was gonna happen. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you can't make fun of anybody if you can't make fun of yourself. Yeah, you that's right. Um, anyway, it wasn't for me. It just it wasn't a good match. Um, the best yeah. part of the match was when uh, Miz did the superplex, which was the yeah. ending. Miz did the superplex off the scaffold. Boy, I'll up. tell you what, though, as far as execution wise, 
They nailed that superplex. Yeah, that was that was a great superplex. That was perfect timing. And I kind of liked the little twist that, you know, it took so much out of Shane had that, the, that yeah. Shane was over Angel. Yeah. You know, you know, so, yeah. yeah, I didn't hate that. I it was hard for me to watch. Yeah, it, it 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 took a while to love that match, and yeah. and at the end of it, you just kind of said, "Nah, it was good." Yeah, it was it was what it was. Oh, well, yeah. I gave the other match a thumbs up. This one's definitely gonna thumbs down. So that's yes, uh, um, man, we're just gonna keep it rolling. Um, I was harping about this earlier about you know, uh, multiple team tag team matches and. Oh, I guess it goes back fuck. to your theory. I guess it goes back to your theory about getting everyone on the show. But, yeah. Oh man, the women's tag team match: um, Sasha and Bailey versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus the Iconics versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Um, I mean, it, simply put, I'm glad the Iconics went over. I think they're kind of funny. Next, you know what I mean? Yeah. It like, was. It was a slow match. Um, yeah, like nobody yeah, was like, really good. Oh, nobody was memorable in this. No, um, yeah, Sasha Bailey and the Iconics were really the only two things that really just stood out to me. Yep. Um, there's actually, there's actually, I mean, I have nothing else on this, but I actually have a little tad bit of news that I've I've been seeing for the past week. Um, apparently, Sasha and Bailey weren't told in advance that they were going to drop the straps. Like I think it happened. WrestleMania weekend, like day. Oh, yeah, wow. day of, and um, apparently Sasha tried to quit the company just that weekend, according to like what? various news sites, whatever you believe. Yeah, she tried to quit the company, and uh-huh. I guess she had a appearance on the Wendy Williams show the next day, and she uh, decided to cancel that. And she wasn't on Raw, she wasn't on SmackDown. They had a couple of Raw superstars on SmackDown, but she was on neither show. And now it's just kind of a it's kind of a wait and see period. It's like I guess wow. it's whatever you believe, but that's the uh, that's the reports that's been going on. Now AEW is going to have to do women's wrestling too, right? I mean, they they have some women wrestlers. Okay. Um, they have some stars from Ring of Honor. They have some stars from the Indies that no one's okay. really heard of, but they're trying to make it big. But um, I can't remember what side it was on, but apparently. I think it might have been Twitter or Instagram, either one. But apparently, yeah. Sasha Banks unfollowed WWE and followed AEW. So, well, that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing. That means for for uh, that's the biggest thing, other than just like the TV deal and stuff like yeah. that, and just the fact that AEW. It's a place where some WWE people can legitimately say, "Hey, you know, you're not doing, you know, me right here. I've got somewhere else I can go. You know, so. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, but it goes that, back. You know, I don't. Yeah. It. It. It all depends on who you trust. I mean, I didn't see her on Raw, and, you know, that's just the backstage report, so I guess we'll find out. But it's like you said, AEW is a place where if you're not being treated right, you can go. I mean, yeah. look at look at Cody Rhodes. He Obviously, he didn't just jump to AEW. He created AEW. Um, but, I mean, look what they were doing to him in the WWE, and he said, right. screw this place. I'm going to the Indies, and yeah. he's made a name for himself ever since. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little off topic there, but uh That's all right. Uh we'll get we'll keep it we'll keep it going here. Um my favorite match of the night, and I loved watching it. We had the WWE title match. We had Kofi Kingston taking on Daniel Bryan. And for me, the build for this match 
just felt very organic. It felt, yeah, honestly, it felt like Daniel Bryan 2014, back yeah. when he was trying to go against the authority, and they said you could never be the champion, and they kept throwing in that, yeah. you know, you're just a B-plus player like they had done, like Triple H and Stephanie had done to Daniel Bryan all those years before. Yeah. Yeah. And, man, I'm a huge Daniel Bryan mark. I'm a huge Kofi Kingston mark, but the crowd was just hot. It was, it was yeah. hot for Kofi Kingston. Everything he did was just great. I actually, not a lot of people like him, but I like Daniel Bryan as a heel. I like him as the Planets champion. I think that's that's just funny. I loved how he changed the title just to be a, a super dick to everyone. I I can't say enough good things about this match. Um, it was just a back-and-forth brawl. Um, it was a technical masterpiece. Uh, it's... I, I just can't say good enough about it. Yeah. There's a lot of reversals. Um, the only knock I'll give it is they kept panning back to the backstage area. Yeah. Just show the wrestlers. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if they did that once or twice, that's cool. But it seemed like every five minutes they kept doing it. It was just overkill for me. Right. But, you know, um, you know, yeah. Kofi, at the very end, Kofi hits the parad- trouble in paradise. And he wins. And just, you know, it wasn't you know, the best Trouble in Paradise ever either, was it? No. I mean, it was kind of – I. It, it was such a not – I mean, it was such a non, um, like, dynamic Trouble in Paradise that I thought he wasn't going to get the three count there. You yeah. know what I mean? I thought, like, oh, there he just did kind of a, kind of a medium one. But before he unleashes a really badass one, like on the apron or something, maybe like that. That you know, whatever. I, but when he got the three, I was a little bit surprised because of that one. But to me, this match, like, it had to be so cool for Daniel to put over Kofi in the same way that he got put over in that big moment. Um, and Daniel's such a fan, anyway, of the business and how it works, and the the guy that shouldn't have gotten the spot getting the spot you know or whatever like and i say shouldn't have got the spot theoretically you know in quotes yeah. shouldn't have got the spot but to me like man what made this match like and what made me care about this match more than anything it sounds crazy was like big e and xavier like just the way that they were behind kofi like you know you could when they came out, like I caught myself being like almost really like emotional with them. Like it, this was our chance, and 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 you could see it in those guys. And th- those guys did everything so good, which they always do. God, the new day is just so good at everything when it comes to pro wrestling. I mean, it's just even when they were kind of heelish. Um, so yeah, man, this this match was just a, a coronation. Uh, a wonderful thing to see, and and they did everything right, and and the and they, and they did it top notch in the ring too. I mean, the payoff was awesome too. I mean, everything was just five star. Yeah, for me, for me, that was the match of the night. Um, sorry to everyone else. Sorry to everyone else in that card, but that was that was the match of the night. Um, it was. Um, but yeah, I can't say enough good things about that that title match. That was a great match. Um, you go from a great title match oh. to a really crappy title match, and and that's what we had next. We had the U.S. title match, which wasn't even a match; it was a squash. You had Samoa yeah. Joe beating Rey Mysterio in about thirty seconds, and I'm not mad 
about that. I'm kind of mad that they made it so short, but I'm not mad. Um, it doesn't hurt Ray, in my opinion. It doesn't hurt Ray this late in his career, you know, because he's he's still a big name. It's not going to hurt Ray Mysterio, but I'm really glad because I was kind of worried that they were going to put over Ray Mysterio and have Samoa Joe lose. And I guess it's just, yeah, I guess it's just the wrestling fan of me. But like, I didn't think Ray Mysterio needed to win that match, and I'm and he didn't. But that was my main fear going into this. But I mean, it was a squash. You know, it was thirty seconds, and that's that's all it was. Yeah. You have any thoughts on that or no, no, none at all. They suck. I mean, that sucked. That that's that sucked for they sucked for doing that. And and the time crunch, whatever. It just it was it was I just thought it was BS. It was BS anyway that Ray Mysterio's in the US title match with Samojo. I mean, come on. Yeah. We can't you know, come on. We can't find a better feud than that or something. I mean, I just I I was put off by it. I thought it sucked. Yeah, it's just like they shuffled they just hit the shuffle button and said, hey, let's just say there's Ray Mysterio, there's Samojo. Okay, U.S. title. Great. All right. Um, next up, we had Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Now, of course, you know, Roman Reigns, um, he's become pretty much uh, the main talking point of WWE again, but I think this case, it's for a good, it's for a good point. He, you know, he overcame cancer. He came back and he's we didn't even know he was wrestling you know all that time he had he had had cancer before or leukemia before and right. now he's coming back he's making his comeback um i really wanted to like this match because i like drew mcintyre and i like i like roman reigns i think they're both you know good workers yeah. i really wanted to like this match um i thought the bagpipe entrance for mcintyre was freaking awesome really um, cool um but once again, WWE just they go back to that Hulk Hogan style of wrestling so much and it ticks me off that one side affair because throughout the match it was just McIntyre was just just you know doing all the work pretty much and just it was yeah. a one side affair and then you know at the very end, you know, Roman Reigns does his you know, hulking up impersonation, yeah. which in this case, you know, you get you get the uh you get him, you know, hitting the Superman punch and hitting yeah. the spear. One, two, three. You know, like for all the times I've knocked Roman Reigns, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't lie. The guy, the guy can work, and I wish they would just yeah. let him, let him work. But yeah. yeah, for me, that was a thumbs down. But that was, that's what it was. I mean, yeah, that's that's what it was for me. It's thumbs down for me too. Yeah. I, 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 I really, I mean, McIntyre entrance cool. McIntyre big things ahead of him. Reigns. Big things ahead of him, of course. You know, he'll have some huge matches coming up. But this was kind of just a let's get Roman back to Mania and uh, and let's have a hot guy like uh, McIntyre, uh, uh, another big star coming up. Um, that's what I mean by hot. Good God. I can't believe it has called him a hot guy. But um, um, I meant, you know, coming up and let's get him a good opponent. So that uh, didn't do, do too much for me. And on, on top of it, the match didn't deliver really. So it was a thumbs down. Yep. Um, next up, it wasn't a match, but it was a segment. So we have Elias, you know, out out there in the ring, and they pan to the Titantron, the really big Titantron, and he has his own personal concert with himself. <laughs> yeah. And then you know you get the whole Babe Ruth 
stuff coming on the Titantron. You don't know what it is. I really didn't know what it was, to be honest. I was sitting there trying to, like, scramble in my head, like, what, you know, what the hell? What in this, the hell? What the yeah, hell I thought maybe, like, be? Aaron Judge was going to come yeah, out. Yeah, I was like, something? is they're going to have, like, a Yankee star come out or something? Like, what's the yeah. deal? And then all of a sudden, you hear Basic Thugonomics by John Cena and then oh, freaking the doctor, man. Okay. man. I am telling you right now, I fucking popped. I did too. I I marked hard, dude. I popped hard in my living room because to me, that's when I got back in. And to me, what got me back in was that gimmick and John Cena and him getting that over. And now when he, when he became corporate Cena and my time is now, I was done with his ass, but yeah, Thugonomics, New York Knicks jersey, chain lock around his neck. Yeah. Coming out talking shit to people. Dude, I was all in for it. And that song was so... When that beginning hits, I mean, that was just the... That was, to me, the big fist. You know, the SmackDown set. And just... I don't know. I I popped really hard for that one. It was awesome. I will say this, you said the big fist. I will say this, and I'll defend this to the death. That stage setup was the best SmackDown setup ever. And I don't yeah. care what anybody says, that was the best. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I will defend that to the death right there. It was good times, too. Man, and you know, another thing about this segment that I love is that I think Elias is money. Uh, he he's is. awesome, man. He's so great. He is. And I'm, he's I'm, such a good heel. Please never fuck with him i mean they might they might they might let him get a match every now and again yeah you know you know that'd be nice i love elias i love him as a heel um his little stint his little short stint as a baby face just didn't do anything for me um i remember last year when we went to raw and little rock he he came up on the titan drum before he was set to come out and he's he said uh Oh man, I have my my hardest task I've ever done. I have to perform it from a bunch of hillbillies in Arkansas, and I I about came out of my seat. I was laughing so hard because it, it's it's he's funny and he's talented and he can wrestle, but I I just popped too hard for that. But uh, no, I I love this segment. I loved Elias trying to uh, get over his, himself, and then you know John Cena came out in battle rep, which I'm like you, 2004 man, I was. Man, you couldn't tell me John Cena wasn't the greatest because he was he was so cool back then. Um, not really now, you know. Apart from that, but I love the segment um, and I thought it was great. And honestly, it g- gave the fans you know something decent to watch because the next the next thing we had coming up was was a load of horseshit, um, and that's just the best way to put it. And we had Triple H and Batista in the oh, No Holds Barred. Yeah, I'm not going to say much about this. I'm just going to say it was a very slow-paced match. Um, yep. It was brought on by, you know, they, earlier in the year they had Ric Flair's birthday, and they were supposed to celebrate Ric Flair's birthday, and then, of course, Batista attacks him and all that. And yeah. I, I hated this storyline, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I didn't like it much. I liked the I liked that Raw. I did that like he, that Raw. That he attacked Ric Flair, and I, and I thought that was – kind of cool because they were kind of getting back to some good stuff but like i mean like it would have been like you know the fact that it was batista that they pan up to made me feel like it was like 
the Rocky, like Rocky Four, but like starring like Bradley Cooper instead of Sylvester Sloan. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just, it was the wrong person in that storyline. You know? Yeah. So, um, let's see. Flair, Flair comes out and hands you know Triple H a sledgehammer. He hits Tisa with the sledgehammer, hits him with a pedigree. One, two, three. Yeah. We're going home. Um, way way too long of a match. I think it almost tapped in at 30 minutes. Um, oh, I'm not for sure there, but I'm, I'm pretty certain it was, it, it was way too long of a match and yeah. it was, it was boring. The crowd wasn't into it. Um, that's all I got, man. Yeah, that's all I got. It, too, man. it was crap. I really don't me. got much to say about it. Um, next up, it's kind of, I'm kind of torn on it, but I understand that it was, you had Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle and Kurt's farewell match. Um, it didn't go very long, but I mean, it was back and forth for what it was. You had both guys doing reversals. Um, yeah. Angle at the end there attempted to do a moonsault and Corbin reversed by rolling out, you know, Corbin hit him with the, End of days. I'm. I think that's his move. His finishing move. I hope yeah, I'm not end wrong of, on end that. End of days. Yeah. End of days. He hits him with that. Hit him with the win. Um, I knew Kurt was a traditionalist, so I knew he was probably going to take the loss. But I was still kind of shocked that he took the loss. If that makes sense. Um, it does. But but it also like I think what was the worst was when we found out that Corbin would be his opponent. Yeah. Because that that's the, when you knew. God, the flat. Uh, the last time we see Kurt Angle is going to be getting pinned by a guy in a damn um, vest and slacks. You know, like, see, what the hell, man? When he first got called up, I wanted to like him so much, Corbin. Yeah. Corbin, that is. And I, I was like, man, I was like, no, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. And then just over time, I just I, I He's Sorry got a shitty gimmick, I just, he's I got just a can't. Shitty gimmick, he's got a shitty gimmick, and I can't get behind it. Yeah, but, he looks um, like an Olive Garden waiter out there. <laughs> you, you know, it's like it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. But, you know, it was yeah. what it was. Yeah, um, it was what it was. I knew Kurt wasn't going to have a long match because, you know, he's what? I think he's 50 now. And I'm you know, ready to see. I don't want to see Kurt wrestle anymore. I don't, I don't want to see. I don't want to see him do the Ric Flair thing. I don't want him. Yeah. And I love Rick. That's not a knock at Rick. Yeah, I no. just, I don't want to see him wrestle until he's in his seventies. Yeah. Know, it's just no. like, you don't need to do that, but no. it was what it was. Um, I will take some more Rick and Jay lethal whenever they want to give us. Some. Yeah. If they want to, if they want to just give us some of those promos, I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, Next up, we had it's it was another kind of a shorter match. We had you know uh, Finn Balor oh, and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. What, you know what, what I have you, written down on this one? What you have? Just get the IC title back on Finn and get oh. out of here. You know. Um. Yeah. It, it didn't go long. It was just like the Corbin Angle match. It didn't go long. Um. I liked that Balor came out as the demon. I thought I think that's always cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like that he doesn't do it all the time because that'd be overkill. Yeah. Because you just pretty much have to change his name after that. Just call him Demon after that. But I'm glad he doesn't do that. Um, didn't last long, but I'm glad Finn Balor got the IC title. Um, I kind of hate it for him though because I think that's about as far as he's going to go back in the company. I don't think he's. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't think he's ever going to be. Uh. He had the universal title for like a day before he got injured. Oh. I really don't see him ever getting back to that point. Um, that's just my personal opinion. But, um, but he also reminds me of he also reminds me of uh, 
the workhorse guys that had that title. So hopefully right, you can right. bring a little bit of prominence to it. But that's just yeah. that's my yeah. two cents on it. Yeah, I'd like to see him having some really good matches with that with that belt and, and with um yeah, a good run. You know, I think it'd be great for him. Yeah. Um I thought it was but, stupid that he dropped it back to Lashley so quick. I mean I yeah. was like what the what's yeah. going on there? But 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 maybe it was so he could go over at WrestleMania. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Um, but he got it back, so that's all that yeah, matters. That's um, so we, you know, we brought it here. We have our main event. Um, we have the winner take all women's title match, which I'm still torn that they did that to Oscar. I don't think they should have taken the title off of Oscar. No, that's just me though. I think she's a great worker. Um, well, what are they going to do with the SmackDown title now? Did they say on last week? Uh, they didn't specify. I think they might just, uh, they might just have her. In my, I think they might just have her be on both shows. Be honest. Wow. Just defend both, but that's just I don't know. Oh, I couldn't wow. tell you. But you had you had Lynch, Rousey, and Flair. Of course, you had you had Charlotte come in. That awesome, awesome interest coming on the plane, reminiscent of Rick back in the day. Yeah. Um. That was cool. She's, it took a little long, though. You know what I mean? Took a little long, and, yeah. And it was, and it was kind of, it was, and it was kind of painfully obvious how pre-done it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, but but whatever, whatever. You know. I mean, it's she's a flare. So, but it makes I, but sense. I, but yeah. she has a flare for the dramatic. Yeah, she's yeah. a flare. So yeah. it's it's it makes sense. Um, it made sense. It and it was a nice tip of the cap to the to the landing in Chicago. I believe Chicago was it the Chi Town. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic, by the way. Classic you should go back stuff. and watch that big time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought, I thought that that was a great entrance. Um, I heard a lot of people knocking Joan Jett, which I thought Joan Jett had a great performance. In my opinion, I liked yeah. it when Ronda Rousey came out. I'm not a big Ronda Rousey fan, but I liked the entrance. Um, well, and I think a lot of Joan Jett getting shit on is because people don't like Rob Rousey. Rousey yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's shit because Joan Jett's awesome. Yeah, so. Joan Jett's awesome. It's not her fault Ronda sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, Becky comes out. And she just kind of has the play entrance. I kind of felt bad for her because it's kind of like last year, whatever. Yeah. Nakamura came out to the freaking grand spectacle entrance. He had that was awesome. And then just AJ Styles just coming out. Like, yeah, just I walked felt bad out. For yeah. yeah, so that's kind of what Becky's was. But yeah. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about this match. Um, mm-hmm. Man, I thought it was high-paced. I thought everyone was kind of getting their spots in. Um, yeah. And that's not a knock. I think that was great. Then it was a lot of back and forth. Um, there were so many near finishes in this match. that, And to me, it seemed like all the other matches ran a little bit longer. So I was worried yeah. that they were only going to make this like a five-minute match. But it was... Right. It lasted a pretty good while, but there was a lot of back and forth. They had all kinds of near finishes. Yes. Um I think Ronda is so much better as a heel. Right. And I don't think she's the greatest wrestler in the world, but I think she's right. so much better as a heel, like just talking down on the crowd like I'm better than you. Like, you know, I can yeah. do this. Yeah. I, can break, I can break your arm if I wanted to, like yeah. stuff like that. Cuz it's think easier she's to so be a good. heel for somebody that doesn't know the business, you know? Yeah. It's easier to be a heel. Just go out there and talk shit and be mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
they had the little table spot in the corner. That was my only knock. If they would have just lifted her a little bit higher, they probably could have been a little bit cooler because it just it looked to me like it was just like a little dent in the table. But I guess that was my only knock. Well, yeah. one of my only knocks. I'm I can't yeah. I can't speak too soon. Right. Um, the end of the match, you have Lynch reversing a Piper's pit from Rousey, yeah. and she has like this half pin on her, but you can clearly see Rousey's shoulder is up. And the ref counts. Um, it just kind of it for me. Like the match was good, but the finish just ruined it for me. Yeah. Um, I, I well, and the crowd was like taken by surprise. Like yeah, it wasn't a big payoff that everybody was waiting. For. It wasn't a clear finish. Like like if that had been Kofi and Brian at the end, and he hit the trouble in paradise, you know he's gonna win. But like it was a roll up. Like, and I'm not knocking roll ups because I like I like I like when. A match is won, won by Rilla, but for the main event, that just, I don't know, it just yeah. really took me by surprise. I thought that, you know, as soon as it happened, I thought this will be um, scrutinized and this will be something like we may not know exactly what happened till like years down the road when all three of them talk about it or something, you know, or yeah. maybe sooner than that. But I knew as soon as I started seeing everything on Twitter that that everybody else had picked up what I did, which was that's not how that should have ended, you know? Yeah. Not even that her not even that her shoulders were up. It was just that they all looked so not ready for it to end there, and so did the crowd. It's almost like there wasn't even a pop at the three kill. Yeah. Which man, I mean, if you're Vince and you go, um, the hottest the hottest star in the company the last half a year or whatever, or maybe year, um, wins at WrestleMania, at the end of WrestleMania, and the first women's main event ever to win, finally go over and win two titles, and there's not a pop for it. Yeah, major disaster. Yeah, God dang. Yeah, um, I mean, I give it a thumbs up. It's yeah. just that ending thumbs just up, really, really, um, really kind of soured it on me. Um, but man, that was that was WrestleMania 35. Um. Um, I'm trying to think, I, I guess on a scale of, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how would, how do you think you would rate that entire show? Yeah. I would say on a scale of one to 10, I would give it this five because I would, what, because I would grade it at about a C average. Okay. I guess I'm a little bit nicer. I'd give it a six. It wouldn't be much better, but it'd be about six. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst thing I ever watched, but I'm kind of like you. It seemed like everything up until Kofi won was just red hot on fire, and then it seemed like after the Kofi win, it just kind of slowly slowly declined. Um, But yeah, man, that was that was our first review. That was WrestleMania 35. I mean, that was it was it was what it was. Um, Yeah. one of the things I wanted to do before we got off here um, was, and I think I showed it to you in the outline, um, I wanted to ask you what your favorite WrestleMania was and what your favorite WrestleMania moment of all time was, if you have one. Okay, okay. Um, my favorite WrestleMania, well, how about this? Well, my favorite WrestleMania, just, are you talking from it was the best WrestleMania or that's when I was the biggest fan and was more when it was more over for me than any, any time else. 
Because if you're asking me that, like when I was all I, I, in, and it I was, guess it'd be the latter. Yeah, I guess it'd be the latter on that. When one. I was just all in. Yeah. WrestleMania eight, Hoosier Dome. Uh, double main event. Uh, Flair had just come in the company. Hart was the best Intercontinental Champion. That feud with Roddy, awesome. They had a incredible match. Um, Macho Flair tore it up. The best storyline ever. Like, is Flair getting with Liz? I mean, what a great WrestleMania, man. WrestleMania 8. Even though Hogan and Sid effed it up. Yeah. WrestleMania 8, dude. For me, it got no bigger than WrestleMania 8. Okay. Um, For me, I've got one from just my fandom, and then I've got a personal one. Um, So, first off, um, I don't think it's ever going to top this for me. WrestleMania 17. Houston, Texas, the Astro, or the the Reliant Astrodome, yeah, um, or whatever that was called. Um, man, you talk about a great. For me, it was a great event. You had the gimmick battle royal. You had you had uh, Jericho Regal for the IC title. You had TLC one. You had the spot where Edge freaking DDTs himself, doing the Spirit of yeah. Jeff Hardy off yeah, the ladder. Yeah. You had. In my mind, the greatest WrestleMania main event of all time. Um, I'll probably get heat for that, but it, in my opinion, it is Brock Austin too, where Austin sold his soul, and they're trying yeah. to get him to get heat the whole time, but he was in the Texas crowd, and you couldn't. Yeah, Austin could have went out there and killed puppies, and they would have they would have still cheered him. That's how over he was. Um, yeah, yeah. WrestleMania 17 was the greatest. Um, from a personal level. Um, it wasn't the greatest show, but I loved being there. It was WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. Oh yeah, me and, me and Tiffany it. went. Me and Tiffany went to WrestleMania 32 oh, in Dallas. That's amazing, dude. I loved it. Um, like I said, it wasn't the greatest show, but yeah, no. uh, I loved it. Um, and I guess favorite WrestleMania moment of all time would be probably probably Stone Cold beating The Rock at uh, WrestleMania 15. To win the okay. title for the second time. Yeah. Can I yes, can I have three? Yeah, go for it. I have three. Go for it. And I'll do it in chronological order. The Got stare it. down between the irresistible force and the immovable object. Hogan and Andre. Hogan and Andre. Center of the ring. Staring each other down. My next one would be WrestleMania 13. Austin passing out to the sharpshooter. Blood pouring out of his face. In what I think is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Um, and that was Ra- Ra- uh, uh, Bret Hart and Austin in WrestleMania 13. The double turn. Yep. Um, and maybe the greatest wrestling match of all time. Um, but anyway, and then the last one uh, was, was X8 in Toronto. Hogan and Rock uh, staring down each other. Man, you that, talk- was, that was uh, out-of-body experience, man. Just amazing. You talk about a crowd that was hot, like just, it was the just, crowd that was so hot and just was so in the moment and ready for that moment. It was great. Yeah, those those such well, I that complete, was it for me, man. I always forget about that. That's such a great great moment. Not the greatest match, but it's a great moment. Um, no, great moment. Yeah. And then the next night in Montreal, Hogan on Raw. Yeah. YouTube, go YouTube it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, man, that's that's pretty much. I had an awesome time, dude. I had an awesome one. time too, man. We went an hour and a half, dude. We're like a movie. We have a lot of content going on this, and I just 
I loved it, man. Um, yeah, I did too. It was awesome. Um, to anyone out there that's listening to this right now, you should go follow us on Twitter at Real Broski Cast. Um, we should be coming within a couple of days of the next topic we're going to be covering. Um, I'd like to, you know, get these out weekly. I mean, I know our schedules kind of alternate, but I'd like yeah. to get these out weekly. Um, but yeah, man, that was a great we'll get them show. Out as often as we can. How about yeah. that? Let's yeah. tell everybody that. There we that go. way we don't lock our lock ourselves into anything. Yeah, pigeonhole. Yeah, pigeonhole ourselves. Yeah, we don't <laughs> pigeonhole ourselves. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's been a. I mean, it was great. It was great talking to you and you know, uh, getting this done. I loved it, man. I did too, man. We've talked about it for a long time. We finally made it happen. And just to update everybody out there, Tiger Woods won his fifteenth major. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. That is All awesome. Right, we it's been a great podcast. We Tiger won. We talked about everything from indie wrestling to Dick Druids to WrestleMania thirty five to AEW. I think it was a great first show. Um but yeah, man, that's that's all I've got. If, I guess all right, broski, be- woo, woo, woo. You know it. All right, man. Signing <laughs> off. All right, see you, bro. All right, see you, bro.